With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Beeson Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Michael, how are we doing here this morning? This is obviously Black Monday in the NFL circles. Coaching changes abound, as we've yeah. seen late last night and early into this morning here. But uh, the regular season's over, and uh, now we off to the go-ahead to go to the playoffs. Yeah, we have that. We have the moment where we just kind of figure out who's to, who's staying, assistant coaches going. It's a hard day for everybody in the NFL community because it impacts so many people, families. You know, you have kids in kindergarten, first, second grade. You know, you got to deal with that. Then you got you know kids older that are just going into high school and they want to stay with their friends and they've made there. It's such a transitional business that it's hard. And for fans, you know, they want they want a better coach, they want a better offensive coordinator, they want a better, but they don't understand the human element that goes into this so it is a it is a tough day and but some of these changes as we all know entering the business are result oriented and if you're not playing well and you're not doing well you, you're going to lose your job and you're going to have to move your family yeah, and we will get into a lot of the coaching st- stages coming up in the next segment here. But just to set the table for what we do have on today's show, 30 minutes from now, our buddy Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata TG, will let us know what the early action has been for the six wild card games. We have the lines. They've been out since last night. We're going to talk about the lines as well. I can't wait to get into this discussion. I've already placed a bet, Michael, in one of the wild card wow. games. We'll talk about that. We're, we're acting early here. Markets are moving for four this wild card four round. Four-game Femi's already placed a bet? That's oh. Impressive. It, it's, I mean, it's one game. What, what just caught, I mean, I mean, without I mean, what caught your eye so quickly that, you know, I, I assume you understand there's bad weather in, in these yep. cities that have outdoors, you know, outdoor stadiums. Right. I know that the Packer Cowboy game and the and the Ram Detroit game and the Philly Tampa game should be good. But these other ones and Chicago and Cleveland, Houston. But these other ones seems like weather is going to be impactful. Yeah. Well, well 
We'll get into it a little bit later on in the program. We'll oh, tease that yeah, for the people. Give, it give, give, oh, give them wow. something to stick around for. We'll give them something to stick around for here. Uh, right. We call okay. that a tease. But in hour number two, Stormy Bonatoni, who's usually hosting the show with you here on Mondays, our VEASAN host, uh, also does great work for ESPN doing college football sideline reporter. She is in Houston, boots on the ground for tonight's national championship game between Washington and Michigan. I also have a bet in that game as well. Stormy, though, will be giving us the lay of the land on what's going on down in Texas ahead of tonight's game. We'll We'll speak with her at 11.15 West Coast time, 2.15 Eastern. Then at 2.30 in the second hour as well, Mike Pritchard, VEASAN host and VEASAN NFL analyst. He'll join us to give us Pritch's points as we turn the page to the wild card round six games later on this weekend for Super Wild Card Weekend as we are now down to 14 teams with a chance to win the Lombardi Trophy. But let's react to what we saw last night, though, Michael, with the Buffalo Bills left for mm. dead at 6-6, six and six, 12 games into the season. Long shots to go ahead and get to the playoffs. Not only do they get to the playoffs, they also win the AFC East as they beat the Miami Dolphins 21-14 to cover. Game goes under the total here as Buffalo. Uh, they're now the two seed heading into the AFC. AFC playoffs and, and you know they're the two seed and they turn it over three times it takes a punt return which was credit them right uh, they didn't play well they gave up points in the red zone my you know they they had opportunities they couldn't close them out but you know they were resilient and you know third and 13 I know they got a defensive holding call on one of those plays but his ability to Josh Allen's ability to run and make plays they just seemed to find a way to win the game and and if you're Miami you got to be heartbroken because your defense, if I would have told Miami your defense is going to give up 14 points, you're going to sit there and say, we got a chance to win this game. But you give up 14 points, a punt return, and then you only get one first down before the final drive of the game. You have one possession in the third quarter. That makes it really hard. That makes it really challenging. And so, you know, you can sit there and say, well, this and all that. I mean, when Miami had the ball with no with time to get the game to overtime, at least they couldn't make the throw. And you can defend. I know people will defend to it. It's playing cover five. I mean, it's two deep man under. You know, blame Claypool if you want, but I mean, you know, that ball was going to get that ball could have got picked off by the undercut by the undercut corner. So, two turnovers by him, not no explosive plays, ten third downs. I mean, this is really what you're dealing with, and this offense is trending in the wrong direction, and it has been for some time. I mean, they were sensational early, but when they don't have their run game going and they can't really make explosive plays down the field, they struggle. Which is a problem because it's trending in the wrong direction and it's been that way against really good teams, playoff caliber teams. And now those are the teams that they're going to face here in the month of January to where like, what do you think is the crux of the issue to why this Dolphins team doesn't have the explosive plays against the better teams in the league? Because they're not they're not very good in the offensive line. Their defensive line when healthy are really good. But think about it. OK, earlier in the year, they got 726 yards against Denver. Okay, Denver's defense was not playing well at the time. The Chargers, 536, early, first game of the year, right? The New York football giants, they gave up 520. They, they ran for 524, at 524. But when they played Philly, it was 244. Buffalo, 275. Kansas City, 292. You know, even, even the Titans, they, they didn't move the ball as effectively as you thought they might. Baltimore, a lot of it was junkyards. They got 375. Whenever they play a good defense including Dallas. I mean, you can sit there and say, well, Dallas, they play well. They settled for five field goals, three of them outside of 50 yards. 
So whenever they play against a physical team, the two New England games, you know, the New England, they scored 31 and 24. If New England had any offense, that would have been a much closer game, a much closer game. And I thought my initial handicap of the Miami Dolphins was their defense can overcome their offensive inefficiencies in terms of matching up to physicality. Unfortunately, when I said that, they had Phillips, they had Van Ginkle, they had Bradley Chubb, they had all their guys, they had Xavier Howard. Now they're depleted. They're yeah. depleted. Their defense, I give them a ton of credit for last night. I mean, they held in there. They held in as well as they could. Now they lost, they never got the ball back, but, you know, they, they did as good a job as you could do. Their offense, 10 third downs, they convert four of them. They couldn't control the ball. Yeah, and like you said, they played one of those doubleheaders, 77 plays for the Bills offense, and now they're on a short week for Miami going to Kansas City Saturday night where the uh, the temperature, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I oh, think it's going to be in the teens, man. You don't have enough clothes to dress in that. Like, <laughs> you, don't. you don't have enough clothes to dress, especially if you got wind. We got wind. We may have wind there, high wind. You know, if you think, if you think Tua is going to go into Kansas City with wind, and dazzle them with throws, you got nothing coming. Because that ball was hanging last night. And it might be his shoulder. He might not be 100%. But I thought he had less zip on the ball last night than he typically usually does. Yeah, it was not a good scene for the Miami Dolphins. You can kind of point to that Monday night loss to Tennessee as to why they probably lost this division. Tennessee also yesterday knocking out the Jacksonville Jaguars wow. from playoff contention. Jags had like, it feels like a 50-mile lead in winning this AFC South after they beat Houston about a month ago. They lose five of their last six games, start eight and three. They end the year nine and eight out of the playoffs. Houston goes to the playoffs as the division winner, but the situation in Jacksonville is a rough one and the, the season might be hot heading into the offseason well I mean look you got to be really you got to be critical of yourself I mean t Trevor Lawrence doesn't even audible into the sneak right doesn't even audible into the sneak he's too far away to reach the goal line and he tries to extend it over that's a hard they had a play call and he just and he went on his own to do something he shouldn't have done they're pulling the right guard you don't pull the right guard if you're running sneak right and so, and again, you know, I mean, they got a chance to, they got a chance to get the, get, get the game back. And of course, Doug, he hates, you know, first drive of the third quarter, he, they're moving the ball. They got a 12 play drive. They get all the way down to the, you know, the Tennessee 33. And, you know, of course he goes for it. Maybe he feels like his kicker couldn't make the kick. I don't know, but it gives up points there, a potential points. And then he comes back down. He's got seven minutes to go in the game. He's got a nine play drive. Right. They're moving the ball down. They have the ball at the Tennessee one yard line. They go for it. They can't get it. They lose the game. And then, of course, they lose it on downs. But like, the, you know, the downs one, they had a chance. It's 28 to 20 when he lost it on downs the second time. If he kicks the field goal the first time and they make it, it's 28, 23 on that drive. You know, it's just to me, you know, they give up too many plays. The quarterback throws too many interceptions, makes too many bad decisions. This is a hard situation, and we're going to get into it. It's going to be an interesting offseason for Jacksonville because are you going to pay Lawrence $200 million for four years? He doesn't, do, he doesn't show you he's got the capability to make it. You're, everybody's telling me that Peterson's making him a better player. They have no toughness on offense. They have no attention to detail on offense. I don't see it. Their defense can't stop Henry when you know he's going to run the ball. And Tannehill tried to give him the game back, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't take it. I mean, Tannehill throws that interception. You, you, you got a chance to get back in the game, and you can't do it. There's no toughness on this team. They have talented players. They don't have toughness.
and this is something that we didn't second guess. We first guessed this going all the way back to the summertime. We loved the win total under on Jacksonville. We didn't understand why there was so much optimism around this team because they didn't have much of an offseason this past summer. And during the season, like it just it never looked right for the Jacksonville Jaguars, even when they were winning games and it ultimately ended up collapsing like a house of cards at the end of the season. Uh, real quick before we head to break. Have you have you heard from Big Daddy yet about the Green Bay Packers? Uh, you know, they they, they punched their he's ticket. Unbelievable. They're in. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I <laughs> sent him a text after the game. I'm like, I heard, heard nothing from you. And of course, he said, well, I had to go out with my girlfriend. You know, it's her birthday, Susan's birthday. I had to do this and this, but a bing. I'm like, you're you, that team, that team. I mean, Chicago, for all that I don't like about Justin Fields running the offense, their defense plays well and yeah. they shredded them. I'm telling you, this skill, that's why I'm surprised today, Femi. The biggest shock, and we'll get this in the next block, the biggest shock for me was that this line opened at 7 and, and people started betting Dallas. I thought the public would be all over Green Bay. Of course, these are the pros that are betting, Green, are betting Dallas right now. 7.5 seems awful rich to me. It's a pretty big number, but Dallas has been a, a pretty good team at home. 8-0, the only team to go undefeated on their home turf all season long. We'll get more into those playoff lines coming up, but up next, the head coaching carousel is already moving here in the NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get access to our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Plus, betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video. Sign up today and get your first 30 days for only $9.99 to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up now. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director at the Borgata, will join us 15 minutes from now. Let us know what the early moves were, the early bets when they put those wild card lines up last night. Uh, like I said, I put some of my money into the wild card markets last night, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But Michael, let's talk about some of the the coaching moves that we've already seen. Uh, late last night, right before I was about to go to sleep, the Atlanta Falcons, they went ahead and and dismissed Arthur Smith, firing him after three seasons, three seven and ten seasons uh, for Smith, and of course the Washington Commanders, which we we knew that this was headed this direction about halfway through the season, but they went ahead and relieved Ron Rivera of his duties uh, after a, a bad season for the Washington Commanders. Here, any of these surprises, like moves, surprise you? I feel like we kind of knew that the, both of these were coming down the down the stretch here. I think the, 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 the thing that surprised me was how quickly Atlanta did it, right? Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, gave Arthur Smith a little bit of, hey, we're going to evaluate the season. We love Arthur. But that, I think that loss really was the, 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 end, the end of all ends. And, of course, his, his anger towards Dennis Allen um, at the end of the game to me is like, look, it's your job to stop us. Now, you know, I know the players went and did something that they felt like they wanted to do for, the other, for their teammate, which to me, like you can get mad all you want. Nobody got mad at Mike McDaniels when he put 70 on Sean Payton. Right. <laughs> Nobody said a word because everybody loves Mike McDaniel. Oh, he's great. You know, he wears his pants up high. It's wonderful. You know, and, and all of a sudden, poor Dennis Allen, he's catching scrat and all because, you know, his team, you know, tried to give the player a guy. And it's not their job. It's not his job. Your job to stop him. Like, I, I don't understand why everybody's all upset. Like, I've had it run up on me. It's a reminder that you're is paid to stop him. You're paid to stop him. And you, you, you'll remember it. The players will remember it. Whoever becomes the head coach of the Falcons will certainly remember it and use it as motivation. So I, I find it hard to believe that, you know, this is such a big story. But I think that Arthur Blank, the owner, firing him that quickly told you that he's not happy at all. Mm. And then what he put in the press release, which I think is very interesting, is that Terry Fontenot is not going to be the leader of the search. He's the general manager. Rich McKay, who's always been the confidant of Arthur Blank there in Atlanta, will be. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. So does that mean that Terry Fontenot should be looking over his shoulder here? Because I think a lot of people interpreted that he's safe. No, I think he better look over his shoulder. I don't think anybody's safe in Atlanta. I think when you have an 82-year-old owner who's very impatient and wants to win, I think there's always going to be changes. Look, I'm telling you, Miami, I'm not saying there are going to be changes in Miami. But that that owner, the reason Stephen Ross made the changes he made is because he wants to win. He yeah. and he knows the clock is ticking. Now, you know, I'm sure they'll do everything they can do to win this offseason if they get eliminated by Kansas City. But they're a little trapped. They're going to have to pay the, the quarterback. They're going to have to do something. Arthur, Arthur Blank, he, you know, he trusted Arthur Smith to say Desmond Ritter's our guy. We yeah. kept saying all offseason, like, they're not interested in, in Lamar Jackson. Now, I'm not saying they could have pulled it off, but you're not interested in Lamar Jackson? Seriously? You're looking at me with a straight face and telling me this? I remember going back and watching the last four games of Desmond Ritter's year last year and saying, okay, you know, very conservative, didn't want to make a mistake, wanted to protect the ball. And then when he started to play and they asked him to do more, that's when he turned the ball over. So, like... To me, this is the, the price that Fontenot and, and Arthur Smith are paying are the price that they're designed 
of the team cost them. It's the same thing in New England. I mean, as much as I love Coach Belichick, to believe that Bailey Zappi and, and Mac Jones could lead them this year, especially Zappi. When they cut Zappi this summer, that should have been a red light that they needed to find somebody better. They went out and got Will Greer. They went out and got – but none of it came through. And, you know, that's where you end up costing yourself the job when you make a poor decision like that. Yeah, they, they tried to move on from Zappi, but he went ahead and cleared waivers. And uh, nobody had any interest. That in tells you Zappi. all you need to know. Yeah, and they, they brought him back. And then there was Malik Cunningham. There was the thought to maybe he could play quarterback for them. But, yeah, it was a disastrous situation for New England at that position. But how about the situation, though, in Washington where the new owner, Josh Harris, who bought the team this past offseason, uh, he wants uh, a, a different face for this commander's organization. And they're going to go ahead and cast that wide net. We've already heard that they've been reaching out to Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, Raheem Morris, a bunch of these coordinators that have done a good job this season here. And it's going to be a pretty big committee that's going to help him find this next head coach. I mean, they just hired as a consultant, former Warriors, Golden State Warriors general manager, Bob Myers, who was doing TV work at ESPN. They just hired him as a consultant. Magic Johnson's going to be involved in the search firm. It feels like they got the Congress going on there in our nation's capital to find the next head coach, but maybe that's what's required. Well, I mean, look, let's let's be clear. They're going to, I don't know what they're looking for, but they're, they're obviously casting a wide net. And one thing about Josh Harris, knowing him from being the 76ers owner, is he, he's going to give the person he puts in charge the authority to do the job he's got to do. So I, I think that on one hand, that's a good thing. You know, they, they're wasting no time at all. Obviously, they think they know what their problem is as they move forward. I think it's deeper than just hiring a good play caller. I think it's going to be challenging to get a president to come in. And one of the hardest things to do in pro sports is unifying everybody within an organization and getting alignment. Gaining alignment is way harder than everybody says they're on the same page, but gaining alignment is really hard in, in these organizations. Why do you think it's so difficult to do it? Because everybody's got a different agenda. Everybody sees the game slightly differently. And everybody thinks they're right. You know, everybody has a hard time saying, okay, you know, here's where I think we should go. No, we should go that way. Okay. Everybody has an opinion of it, whether it's a valid opinion or not. And what you have to do is get people, not who all think alike, but who share a philosophical idea on how to win football games. I think that's so important. And when you have that, you have a chance to really excel and, and build everybody together. But when you have certain facets of an organization that don't do that, one of the reasons why is San Francisco so successful? San Francisco went out, they went through this whole, we're going to hire a coordinator. Then they hired Chip Kelly. And what they realized is they needed somebody to come in and run their, to unify and get everybody aligned. They hire Kyle. Kyle goes out and hires John Lynch. Lynch isn't setting the direction or the tone. He's doing what Kyle wants him to do based on the philosophical understanding of the organization. Smart, but you got to know what you need, right? You have to know what you need and how you're going to get there. And in the NFL, it's very challenging because when the head coach isn't doing that and it becomes from the personnel, like in Jacksonville, for example. Let me ask you this, Femi. You think Jacksonville thinks, the, you think the Jacksonville coaches think they have great talent? Probably no. Do you think the front office in Jacksonville thinks they have great talent? Everybody says they do. Of course. There's, there's the conflict. That's why it's so hard. 
Yeah, it ends up being that it's their fault. No, it's our fault. And it's a it's a whole situation. And whoever wins the power struggle with the owner is the one that ultimately stays. And whoever doesn't, I guess it's see you later on the New England front here, because the, the timeline is going to be really interesting with head coach Bill Belichick won six Super Bowls. But it feels like we're headed towards a split here when you read all the tea leaves and all that. How do you think this week looks here? I know they're supposed to meet later on today. Are there going to be more meetings afterwards? Is it going to be a potential trade situation? Because Belichick said that he's under contract in New England. So and he obviously still wants to coach. It's like, do you end up seeing him being a good fit for either of these openings right now where there's the foul? the Panthers, the Commanders, or could somebody else pop up maybe? Maybe it's a playoff team that's currently playing that goes out and looks for his services. Who knows? Well, I think if he comes available, he's a good fit for anybody. He's the best coach in the league. He's still the best coach in the league. I mean, you ask any coach who coaches against him. I thought it was interesting uh, today, I think, at Peter King's column. He was asking Mark Sanchez, you know, and and trying to say, well, Belichick's lost his fastball. Ask any of these coaches. I talked to a GM yesterday for a long time. And, like, I said, well, you know, he might go somewhere. And he's like, I hope he don't go there, you know, because they know. They know. And I think to me, it's it comes down to fit, right? If he's not with New England and part of the rub in New England is what's the fit? So it's got to be the right culture. It's not everybody thinks coaches are power hungry. It's same thing with Jim Harbaugh. Everybody thinks Jim Harbaugh wants to go somewhere to have all the power. No, he wants to go somewhere that he can, he can control the culture. There's a difference between being power hungry and culture hungry. Great leaders want to be culture hungry. People that are narcissistic want to be power hungry. And the way to be culture hungry, is it being able to control the 53-man roster? Uh, To control the alignment of the organization, to control the culture. This is one of the reasons why your team struggles to win, because the the owner controls the culture. Yeah. He controls it. You, you know, the head coach that he goes on t- on radio every Monday and tells everybody what they need to know. Radio. He goes after the game and talks to the media too. <laughs> TG joins us next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN Daily Newsletter. I mean, in today's newsletter, get all the deets on who won Circus Survivor, the Circa Millions. There was a big celebration here at the Circus Sportsbook last night with all the champagne popping. Uh, you'll get all those details in the VSIN Daily Newsletter. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. Visit vsin.com slash newsletter to subscribe. How about the work that our crew did on this Bill 80 silhouette here that we got going on here? I love that here? thing. I mean, it could be, I love the briefcase that he's got <laughs> yeah. in his hands. It's so perfect, you know? It's amazing. He's everybody, <laughs> looks at, everybody that looks at that probably doesn't even know what the hell he has in his hands. Like, who has briefcases anymore, you know? He does. <laughs> you know? I see him around here at Circa, and it's, he's got his briefcase. And, and the, also the shirt, the inside shirt with the buttons undone. It's the perfect length there because he always oh, does so two, good. three buttons undone. So uh, shout out to our so guy, good. Bill 80, here at VEASAN. He writes the newsletter does a terrific job with it. Uh, also joining us now, our first guest here on the program, he also does a terrific job over at the Borgata, where he is the race and sportsbook director. It's the one and only Thomas Gable joining us in his usual spot here on the Lombardi line. TG, hope all is well. Last week, you were telling us how week 18 is is bad to book. You don't like doing it as a bookmaker. Well, how'd you guys make out with uh, this year's week 18 festivities? We ended up okay uh, on on the day, and you know it's interesting because it wasn't just about 
the results of the games uh, taking place in, in terms of the betting. There was also a lot of money to be decided yesterday in terms of division futures and season win totals, make miss playoffs. So a lot of those things <clears throat> um, came de- came right down, obviously, to the results from this past weekend. Uh, some big swings there in division futures for us between uh, the, with the Texans winning and Jacksonville uh, blowing the division there, that was a big swing in our favor. Uh, the NFC East, another one there, uh, nice swing in our favor with the Cowboys winning the NFC East and the Eagles uh, obviously in free fall mode here uh, going into the playoffs. So uh, you had those. And then you had uh, you know a bunch of season win uh, totals that were still up for grabs. The Eagles was another one, 11 and a half. Uh, and somehow they stayed under uh, the Arizona Cardinals four and a half. You know, they just missed uh, going over with that game in Seattle. Uh, what a finish that was Seattle winning by one. So uh, a lot of decisions yesterday, not just on the games themselves, but uh, we, we ended up having a pretty good day there uh, in terms of the games. And then obviously when you add in all those futures uh, that came in, we, we had a decent day. Well, I want to know, last week on New Year's Eve, the Eagles lost to the Arizona Cardinals. And I went out for the first night, and it was a really kind of a depressing night. People were very unhappy as we entered 2024, Eagle fans particularly. (laughs) So yesterday after that, now we understand the Eagles kind of retreated and pulled their guys out. But, I mean, could there be a more depressed area in the country right now than Philadelphia <laughs> and these Eagle fans of what they, I mean, I watched the show last night, the Eagle update after the game. I mean, that was like the season was over. They've cashed it in. They want Sirianni. Have you posted odds to get Sirianni fired yet? Have you done that? <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I know a lot of people are, are asking for coaching changes there and uh, we're demanding coaching changes. And it, it, it's, it's really strange when you look at this uh when you look at what has happened to to philadelphia uh in in terms of their power rating and where they were and just the last few weeks of this season has been uh been terrible for them both defensively and offensively um i mean everybody talks about how bad the defense has been and that's true but they have major issues as well on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, no Devontae Smith yesterday. Now, A.J. Brown may be hurt. You saw uh, Jalen Hurts' finger there, what that looked like. Uh, some videos coming out there after it uh, looks like he struck a Giants player in the helmet. So uh, they, have, they have a lot of things that are not going in their favor right now. But yet, but yet here, um, people are still betting them on the opener there. Um, we opened them two point favorites in Tampa uh, for next Monday night. And um, <clears throat> right now, the, uh, the, the money and the tickets strongly, strongly in Philly's favor. We're up to three points now, the Eagles three point favorites here. Yeah, we're speaking with and Thomas. I bet you're going to get, and, the, and I bet the money line you're going to get hammered on the money line too, TG. I mean, you know, they, you know, mm-hmm. Eagle fans don't want the points. The game that I want to ask you about, Tiffany. I mean, I'm sorry for interrupting you, no, but the one that caught me off guard was Green Bay Dallas. I saw it opened at seven, and it went to mm-hmm. seven and a half fairly quickly. And you and I both know that half point is expensive to move on especially when you're sitting there at seven. That shocked me. Where are you on that? 
Yeah, pretty much everybody's at seven and a half uh, on that one, Michael. And I actually opened seven and a half. I, and there, yeah, there were some places that did open seven. Um, and, you know, the Packers, I think, will probably be somewhat of a, a public dog here this week. Um, and probably the Rams as well. They're, they Packers probably won't get to that level of public support as the Rams will, uh, but uh, they're going to be a popular play. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys are going to be a popular teaser play as well. So, um, you know, we'll see. When you look at it, Dallas is a different team at home than they are on the road. And this game being in Dallas, um, you know, unless Green Bay has – Full marks to them. They have uh, they have shown really significant improvement offensively. I think they've protected Jordan Love very well. Uh, they're giving him time to make plays, and uh, you know it's whether or not their defense, I think, can can keep them in this game. Yeah, we've seen the total get bet up in that game as well as earlier. It was 49 and a half this morning. Now 50 and a half as high as 51 yeah. between the Packers and the Cowboys. We're speaking with Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. Well, TG, what about the Saturday games, the two AFC games? We get the Browns at the Texans and then the Dolphins going to the frigid temps at Arrowhead Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs. How have they been betting that game at open? Yeah, so the uh, the Texans are, are actually getting some money early here. Uh they're two-point dogs at the moment. Totals 44. Uh, slight tick up there on the total from 43 and a half where we opened it. Uh, Dolphins and Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs laying three and a half there. Total is 44. Uh, you've seen that kind of go around 44, 43, somewhere in there. But uh, again, that game could very well be affected by weather. There's a couple games that are uh, out there right now, and obviously we're. A good distance away from the games at this point being Monday here. Uh, but you're seeing temperatures obviously below freezing, well below freezing there in Kansas city. And then the same thing for the Steelers and bills game on Sunday. But that, that one, you're seeing the total drop significantly uh, full five point move so far to the under on Steelers and bills. That's simply due to the wind forecast where they're calling anywhere from 30 to 50 mile per hour winds, uh, which is very, very significant. And, it, you know, that's going to keep these teams. The ball's going to remain on the ground and uh, it, you're, you're not going to see a lot of uh, a lot of passing going on. And even some kicking is going to obviously be affected between 30 and 50 mile per hour winds. That's really significant. I'm surprised the line hasn't kind of moved, Thomas, with kind of in unison to the over total, right? 35 and a half, 30, you know, and it's still 10. It's still a strong 10. And I think, you know, the wind is a great equalizer. And the fact that the Bills can't wait to turn the ball over as much as they do, 10 seems heavy with the weather. It, it, it does. I think you're going to see a little bit of movement there if, if this total continues to drop. Uh, you'll, you probably will see some movement there on the spread. Well, TG, let's get to the national title game tonight in Houston, Washington and Michigan. The Wolverines five point favorites across the board. The total continues to tick up as high as 56. Uh, how are they betting this and how do you see this kind of playing out? Yeah, so we have a little bit more money on Michigan at the present. We're actually sitting five and a half here. Um, Michigan money has been coming in. It was early Washington money here and then uh, – the last few days, it's been mostly Michigan money, but uh, a lot of handles still to come uh, this afternoon and into this evening. So um, 
it's it, obviously it's a national championship game. You're going to get everybody uh, who has an opinion on this betting it. But uh, I think honestly, Washington has been able to play that disrespect card the whole way through here. Uh, they're able to play it now saying that they're underdogs again. Um, I would lean personally, Washington taking the points here. Uh, they've been able to do it uh, and prove a lot of people wrong throughout the year against Oregon twice and then against Texas. So, uh, and listen, I think panics uh, shutting him down is going to be uh, a lot harder than uh, and I think Michigan realizes it, and they can also beat you on the ground. The Huskies can. Yeah. When will the market learn? When will they learn, Michael? When will the market stop disrespecting the Washington Huskies? He is Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata TG. Hope all is well, and thanks for joining us as always. All right. Thank you, guys. So much disrespect for the Huskies. Five-point dogs. I mean, just... We're going to keep going back to that well. We took the points earlier, but we'll get into that game a little bit later. But coming up next, step into my office. The 145 appointments here on the Lombardi Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? You've got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk when you're stepping into my office. It's Step Into My Office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. All right, the regular season is over and there's no time to waste. So we had to bump the appointments up about 30 minutes early here today on a Black Monday. And we'll start, though, with the Arthur Blank, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. 
Well, I think, you know, obviously you have tried to go the corporate route, right? You've given a general manager the authority. You've had Rich McKay with you for a zillion years. You got really close. You got really close, 28 to three, and just couldn't quite get it done. And you lose Kyle Shanahan, and the next thing you know, your program falls apart. So at this point in your career, I think it might be time to go find somebody to give you what you need from a culture standpoint, from somebody who can come in here and command the room. Because look, let's face it, the attendance in Atlanta hasn't been good. You know, the thing that you have to do as an owner, what the general manager has to do is fix the quarterback, fix the head coach. And if I'm you, I go big game hunting. You know, I'll try to find if Belichick's not out there, I think you should go after him hard. You've got great facilities. You've got a great situation in terms of Tampa, Carolina, New Orleans, not a great, not, not a lot of teams you got to beat. You can sell that, but you're going to have to find somebody who can build a team because you've been seven and 10 the last three years. And you know what's shocking about your team, Mr. Blank, is you're slow. You've been drafted all these high profile offensive players in the first 10 picks and you're slow. You can't make an explosive play. So something's wrong. And I think you need to find a team builder. I think you need to find somebody to come in and help build the team and have a head coach who can command the room. It's about leadership. As you know from starting Home Depot, it really comes down to great leadership. You better find one. Yeah, I mean, the point that you bring up about the division being gettable, I mean, we saw 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight be the record that won that division the last two years. It's like, if you bring someone in there that's competent, you should be able to take control of the NFC South. All right, up next is interim head coach Antonio Pierce for the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders ended their season on the right note, beating the Denver Broncos. Fans chanting AP. What does AP need to hear? I think what AP needs to hear is simply just stop. Your records speak for itself. Just what he needs to do moving forward, what you need to do moving forward is put together a great staff. Is pretend you are the head coach. Act like the head coach. You've auditioned. You won five games. You've done a great job. Now, the main question you're going to have to answer is, who is going to be your offensive coordinator? How are you going to fix the offense? And how are you going to get a quarterback? That's the only thing that you should be worried about right now is fixing the offensive staff and getting and having showing Mark Davis you have a plan to fix the quarterback position. You and Champ Kelly, because obviously you're a partnership. That's the most important thing. Look, I'm going to keep saying this until I'm blue in the face. The job of a general manager, the job of anyone in the organization who makes decisions are two things. You've got to pick the head coach and you got to find the quarterback. Once you do that, everything else falls in place. But if you don't do that, correctly ask Jimmy Haslam ask David Tepper if you don't do that correctly you just spin your wheels ask the Chargers pick the quarterback don't have the right coach you know I know that everybody thinks that Brady won all those Super Bowls and he did it all by himself and it was one against 53 but the reality of it is is great coach with a great quarterback wins Super Bowls and wins championships and I think Pierce needs to be able to show Mark Davis he's got that plan yeah, it was a 5-4 and four record over the nine games for Antonio Pierce as the interim head coach. The locker room seems to want him, the fans seem to want him, but the, the decision that is uh, ultimately the most impactful, though, is the one that Mark Davis will ultimately make. All right, Trent Baalke, general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars, a disastrous end of the season, 8-3, and three, end of the year 9-8, and eight, out of the playoffs. What does Baalke need to hear? 
I think Trent's got the hardest job of all because he's got to teeter along the line of of understanding that it's not always just the players and it's not always the coach's fault. It's one of the hardest challenges any personnel guy has in life is when you attack the the coaching, you look you become a coach killer. And if you allow the coach to attack the players, then there's an imbalance. And so I think there needs to be, for Trent's sake, there needs to be a real hard conversation about where he went wrong and where Doug has gone wrong. And there gotta be a mutual understanding of it. It's just not the coaching fault. It's just not the development fault. It's the fault of everyone. Because if he becomes like it was in San Francisco, where it's, we've got really good players, you're not coaching them well, then it really splits the organization. And you have this civil war that's very problematic. So I really believe that that he's got to unify the organization, even though I agree his team's way more talented than it has shown. It, it should have won more than nine games. But once again, what Balky's got to be able to do is understand what's the limitations of his quarterback. And it's clear he has limitations. It's three years now. He does dumb things on the field. Running that quarterback sneak was not a smart play. So he's going to have to figure out how to build the right team around this quarterback that we can't get away from. We're going to have to pay him. Now, how much we pay him, that remains to be seen. But we're going to have to pay him because the alternative is going back to having no chance. So this is a really challenging offseason for Balky, and he's got to get his ego out of it. He's got to get his ego out of it because if his ego is involved in any of this, we have better players and you're not coaching them well, it's going to create a civil war that doesn't end well. Up next, a quarterback of a team that has collapsed. They went 10-1 to start the season, end the year 11-6, now a five-seed in the NFC. Eagles QB Jalen Hurts, who now is leading this team that is literally limping into the postseason. What does he need to hear? Well, what he needs to hear is what, what, uh, what Javon Hargrave said. Hargrave has been in San Francisco, and he just went on a podcast, and nobody in Philadelphia is going to enjoy this at all. But Jalen, he just went on the podcast and said it's a completely different atmosphere in San Francisco than it is in Philadelphia in terms of work habits, in terms of how hard practice is. So everybody in Philly thinks you're working hard. But obviously there's a guy who's not there anymore who left for a huge contract to go to San Francisco who thinks it's a different place. And so, yeah, last year is last year the aberration or is this year one of the things that we just can't stay healthy and stay together? I think it comes down to what Hargrave said. Are we working hard enough? It's clear. And I've said this all year. Your defensive line's out of shape. They can't play more than three plays. There's no there's no there's no conditioning. So what he's saying has some merit here. And I think you as the leader of the team has to finally rectify that and have to come through. And you can't do it all by yourself, especially with your finger, which you admitted was disjointed, which got knocked knocked out of place. Now you have an extra day to get ready for the game, but I do think that's going to affect your throw. And so you're going to have to bring the team together as the leader. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts has also hinted at it earlier this season that maybe this team isn't as committed as it needs to be. So it sounds almost a little bit like what Javon Hargrave is saying now over with the 49ers. All right, the last appointment is Panthers quarterback Bryce Young. The team fired the head coach. They have now fired the general manager, Scott Fitterer. What does Bryce Young need to hear after a year where he went 2-14 and 14 as a starter? 
Well, I think what he has to do is accept responsibility for a bad year. And then he's got to watch every single game of him playing. And then he's got to watch every single Drew Brees tape. And he's got to figure out a way where he can become like Drew Brees. That's got to be his mission. He's got to sit there and say, how do I improve myself? And it's not because we had a bad offense. It's how do I improve myself within the framework of playing in the NFL at a high level? Because the expectations for me are not going to be good. We gave up way too many draft picks for good. You're going to have to be great. You're going to have to be great. And the guy in Houston's become great. So... Stay within your lane. Don't focus on anything else other than what you do. Do what you do, but you're going to have to work really hard, and you're going to have to assume accountability for what happened there this year. The bad season there. Bryce Young, 11 touchdown passes. Uh, Obviously, you wanted a whole lot more 10 interceptions there in a year where the Panthers, the path forward is going to be really difficult with no draft picks, and now they got to find a general manager. they got to find a head coach, and who knows what's going on with the owner. But that is step into my office here Monday after week 18, the final week of the regular season in the National Football League. But coming up next, Michael, we'll talk about some of these early playoff openers here because this is a whole lot of fun. I can't wait to get into these games with you. Also, we'll get final recap of week 18 and begin to look at tonight's national title game between Washington and Michigan. The two great guests joining us in hour number two. Don't miss it. We're going on the DraftKings Network coming up next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 